0: chill out, what you're yelling for, lay back, it's all been done before, and if you could only let it be, you would see, I like you the way you are, when we are driving in your car, and you're talking to me one on one, but you become somebody else, Round else you're watching your back like you can't relax you're trying to be cool you look like a fool to me tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated i see the way you're acting like it's somebody else gets me frustrated Life's like this—you fall and you crawl and you break. Can you take what you get and you turn it into? Honestly, you promise me I'm never gonna find you. Fake it. <laughs> oh, no. How are you guys doing? It's like almost—I um, don't know what's playing again, but yes, um, yeah. That's that's the, that's the whole point, you know. You know I'm doing it live. I play the music, the intro music live that I sang because I'm I'm broke. I'm on budget. This is a budget podcast, the Just a Nobody podcast by Mall Classo. It's it's a budget podcast, you know. I sing my own intro, I sing my own outro, I do every all of my research myself, and uh, what am I talking about? I have no clue at all, you know. So, but I just do it uh, probably. Uh, just to have some fun guys. Uh, so ho- I hope you're doing well. Uh, uh, it's been uh, it's been around a month and a half I think since I did my last recording but I'm so happy <laughs> I'm so happy to be back you know with this episode. hope you're doing well because I'm excited. Um, as always you're listening. if you're tuning in for the first time ever, you're listening to the just Nobody podcast by me. Uh, more class. So, like, some people, you know, they call me me all. Uh, so, uh the other day, you know, uh, some someone actually called me 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 all Coca Cola, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, hey, you know, that that I said, I said, uh, I said all that in my head. Like, you know, what the fuck? And you know, hey, what are you calling me? Stuff like that. That's in my head. I'm not telling the person. But uh, what I ultimately tell the person is, hey, yeah, that's me, man. That's me. You know, I'm not going to go around correcting people to, sp- to pronounce my name correctly. I don't care. Uh, anyway, so I hope you're doing really well. It's uh, June 3rd, 2022, and it's exactly 6.15 p.m. on this day. And uh, uh so i said you know it's the end of the week uh before i really get into the weekend mode i think i think i thought let me just record it and maybe i'll kind of uh publish it tomorrow uh on a saturday because i won't have time to edit it this is a budget podcast guys you know i sing my own intro i sing my own outro i uh, i do my own research I am the host of this uh, podcast. I do the editing. I do every bloody thing. Hey, man, have pity on me. <laughs> right, so, uh, no, not have pity on me. No, nothing. It's just, I'm just fooling around. Hey. I need no pity. Okay, fine. So um uh to uh, so it's exactly you know it's it's June and I always wonder like you know uh it's it's the spring twenty twenty two, but um like uh we went from being so cold to uh to everything was like you know cold and then we we had to get into into the spring mode, but it was just cold you know and then uh suddenly you had the cherry blossoms like for. Uh, which was which lasted for less than a week it, was, it didn't even last for a, for a week actually you had to just go and uh, go and see it which i did you know it was it's beautiful and then suddenly again a cold uh, spurt you know after the cherry blossom thing suddenly it was cold and then it spring which lasted for 48 hours only and now it's hot i'm sweating like a pig almost every day it's so hot Uh, Like, uh, at least it's better in this side of the world where I live, but currently in India, it's blasting hot. Like there, it's like almost every day, it's about 100 degrees uh, Fahrenheit or 40 in the 40s degrees Celsius. It's crazy hot there, especially in northern India as compared to uh, the other parts of India. Uh, so, um, and uh, of course, there are many reasons for it happening all around the world. I think all places all around the world is getting really hot. Um, uh, so I, I don't know about Canada. Canada is always cold, but I don't know what's happening there. I have no clue. Is it is it cold? Is it uh, hot in Canada? Does Canada ever get hot? I have no idea. Uh, but the rest of the, part of the world, parts of the world, of course, it's getting hot. Uh, main reason they say deforestation, concretization, rising global average temperatures, etc. And it's, it's, it seems um, in India, it has seen this kind of heat for the first time in 120 years, which is like, hey, you know, it's too much. The heat is too much. So I don't know what's happening um Uh, elsewhere like in Canada but you know this uh, in this side of the world where I live spring lasted for about 48 hours only just 48 hours and it's over it's just blasting heat now and I'm sweating every day like a pig I don't know what's happening and the worst part is we're already in June hey guys can you really believe it that it is half of the year the this year Half of it is almost done. We are done with twenty half of 2022. Like, what the shit is happening? Like, how is it going so fast? Like, if I could talk to the earth, you know, you, you know, I'm a good negotiator. Like, I always say, if, uh, you know, people are saying there are aliens. I think um, the world leaders are talking about aliens uh, outside. So I always say I'm a very good alien. I can be a very good alien ambassador because I can br- bring to uh two parties that are conflicting with each other you know to speak to each other i can do that believe me i can do that so if there are aliens out there and this world needs an ambassador a kind of communicator a middleman to kind of bring those bring uh, humans and aliens together to really you know bring them on the table so that they could speak and you know kind of negotiate exchange each other's technologies exchange each other's knowledge um, and uh, uh, it's me, it's me. Hey man, that's the only job, that's my dream job. My dream job is to be an alien ambassador and I'm telling you, I can do a real good job. I'm really confident about it. So world leaders out there, if you're listening, you you gotta take this, I'm telling you, I'm really good at it. Hire me, hire me as an alien ambassador. I can speak with them. And, you know, once humans and aliens get together, they become partners, this world can be a better place. Imagine using those technologies that these aliens are using and then g- sharing some knowledge that we have, you know, as humans, like genetic engineering, sharing uh, some knowledge in zoology, sharing a knowledge on um, robotic engineering, sharing the, our knowledge about viruses and pandemics with these aliens. And these aliens will share their technologies with us about going back in time and forward in time, and whatever, you know. I mean, we can really do a lot together. And the person and the person who can make that communication between humans and aliens is me. Hey, man, I can do it. That's my dream job. My dream job is to be an alien ambassador. I can do it. Uh, yeah, so apart from that, I'm just like kind of uh, totally going crazy. I'm literally going crazy that half of 2022 is over. Things kept keep changing like this, like, you know... Uh, Like I was, I was talking about, I was, uh, I had kind of tweeted on Twitter how this song really changing, not changing by One Direction. I just kind of remembered it, you know, uh, because, you know, that situation brought, brought to my memory, that, that song to my memory. And I was like, hey man, you know, uh, that is so true that everything changes, everything just disappears the minute, minute you wake up in the morning it's, it's true because if you look back like two years to three years back in time, hey man, I had this and this, that's gone. I had this person in my life and that person is like no more, you know? It's it's really sad. So, uh, you know, this uh, the, the, that song goes like this. Like I was the, I was just uh, thinking about it and it's so relevant. Like, you know, in the, I don't know whether you feel the time is flying. I don't know whether you feel, like my listeners out there, I don't know whether you agree with me that time is flying too fast, like it's June 2022, like yesterday it was January. Hey man, it can't be going so fast. Like if I could actually speak to these aliens and I could speak to Earth and you know, see that how Earth can kind of at least change its orbit. The orbit is too fast, like a year and 365 days look at planet it has such a long orbit. How about Earth you know kind of uh, spinning and taking uh, making a decision overnight saying hey let's go longer let's let's complete one uh, one revolution around the Sun in maybe 600 days instead of 365 days so that one year is like 600 days. And I'm sure when it changes the path to that new path that takes longer, that's going to be a little jerk because suddenly it's going to change path and we might just shake a little on Earth as human beings. But we'll get over it. Earth needs to get slower. It needs to either uh, move a little slower than its current speed or maybe change its orbit to a longer orbit. That's, that's my suggestion. I don't know if Earth's listening. And it says, if you talk to the universe, the universe gives you what you want. Hey, man, this is what I want. And I'm also telling the universe out there that, hey, if there are aliens out there, I want planet Earth, the leaders on planet Earth, to hire me as an alien ambassador. I'll do a fab job, man. I'll do a fab job. Of bringing uh, humans, that is you and me, and aliens together and if aliens are listening and they can you know kind of uh listen to my podcast the just a nobody podcast if they're currently listening out there you know i would uh, i can do a fab job and maybe uh, i'm sure they have they'll have they'll have an they'll have their own ambassador and i'll be the human kind of side of an ambassador and then that's it i'll do a fab job man. anyways yeah so uh this song called the changing night one direction and it goes like Only getting older, baby. I've been thinking about it lately. Does it ever drive you crazy? Just how fast the night changes everything that you ever dreamed of disappearing when you wake up. But there's nothing to be afraid of. Even when the night changes, it will never change me and you. I love that song, man. It's a beautiful song and it's so true. Uh, change is good. I have no problems with change. Change is good. Change is constant. It's always going to happen in, in life. But you can't change, is, time can't be flying like this, man. No, it can't be. There should be some solution to uh, for it to go a little slower. That's all that I'm saying. Other than I have no problems with time, with uh, changes, you know, because uh, if if, like at least in my life, I've moved around a lot. I've moved around a lot on planet Earth. I've moved around a lot on planet Earth. Uh, So. um, There've been a lot of changes, you know, different cultures, different place, different country. Oh my God, it's like too much. That's fine. I enjoy that kind of change, but hey, man, go slow. I want the year to go slow. So, planet Earth, you either just change your uh, change your speed round the round Earth, round suns, round the sun, around the sun, or you take a longer path. Like you know, a longer orbit, and I would say six hundred days a year. That's all that I'm saying. Right. So, uh, jokes apart, um, it's uh, I want to touch upon uh, what really happened um, last week, which is so sad, and it really broke my heart about how, um, you know, uh, those those school shootings in Texas it really broke my heart i can't imagine kids as young or as younger than 10 years old they were killed and even those teachers for no fault of their own and they were killed in the place where they went to really study you know they go to study every day i can't imagine that can happen that can that can that has been happening for a few years Uh, But uh, but it's really sad when it happens, every time it happens, because some families lose young kids. You know, I mean, even when you lose someone as old as 70, 75, 80 years old, it breaks your heart. I can't imagine. I don't you know, I can't even talk about it. Uh, But these are these were just kids. So all I'm saying is uh, something has to change. Change is constant. Change is the only thing that will, uh, that can change these situations of continuous school shootings, which is which is really serious. Because imagine, you know, uh, everyone's saying that, the, you know, every time there's a mash, there's a there's a school shooting in the United States, any part of the United States, the only thing that comes out of it is thoughts and prayers, which is good. You know, it's good to be religious, it's good to pray, Uh, makes a big difference. I pray, feels good, Uh, and uh, not only feels good, uh, you know, you really, uh, the faith is good. It's really good. It helps me a lot. I like that. But imagine taking an exam, Uh, imagine going and taking an exam, a test, without any preparations. Just praying, like, you know, just saying thoughts and prayers. Are you ever going to pass that exam with thoughts and prayers? Never going to happen. Imagine wanting a job without trying at all, without applying for jobs, without going into interviews and just saying, thoughts and prayers will help me get that job. Never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So same way, imagine so many school shootings that are taking away the lives of children, young children, and we don't even need to imagine it. I'm saying imagine that that's happening. it's not a, We're not really imagining it. It's really happening. And not once, not twice. There are so many of them. Um, so um, uh, like the recent one in Texas, 19 children lost their lives. Crazy. Even one child losing her or his life is crazy. But these were 19 children and two teachers for no fault of their own. So will thoughts and prayers ever stop school shootings? From happening, without really being able to identify the problem, which is, of course, assault weapons, weapons that can kind of shoot number of bullets and take many lives at one uh, in one shot, which is crazy. What do you call them assault weapons? Some of them call them machine guns, some of them call it military-style weapons, or whatever you call it. I don't want to know, I've never held a gun. And I don't want to ever hold a gun. I don't want to use it ever. I want no connection with a gun whatsoever. Of course. But some people, you know, it's your rights. Uh, well, good. It's your rights. And it's good to have the guns. And no one is kind of taking away that that right of yours. But it's, it's only that. Why does anyone need a military-style weapon in a civilian society? There are other guns that are available. There are other guns for self-defense that's available, which if, if you have the right to use it, if you have the permit, you have the license, well, fine, that's good. But having, a mili- having military-style weapons in civil society just doesn't make sense. Why does anyone want to kind of spray bullets one after the other, you know, like a machine gun to kill anybody? I don't think that is ever self-defense those are, those are war. those those kind of weapons are only used in situations where there are there's a war and I don't think we are in a war kind of situation, neither are we even near it. so I don't I don't get it why assault weapons, machine guns, military style weapons or whatever you call it. Is really required a weapon that really sprays bullets one after the other, you know, in continuity. It can kill so many people in one shot, which is dangerous. So, uh, so it is important if you look at it like you know, it's important to kind of stop the easy accessibility of these weapons in the hands of dangerous people, uh, because we live in civil, so- we we live in a civil so- civilian society and not in a war zone. And nowhere near it. So these weapons are not water guns. You know, they have bullets and they spray like crazy. So they literally spray out bullets that can tear open our bodies, skulls and organs. And even, you know, we talk about 19 children who have died, which is so sad. Rest in peace to all of them. But what about those people who have been, uh, who are injured? Life is not going to be the same for them. It's going to be even more difficult for them recovery period i don't know what what is in store for those people who have been hurt so why make these guns these assault weapons so easily available to people who don't deserve to have one or civil, no one in a civil society really needs it and we need to stop like whoever it is you know we're talking about uh taking these assault weapons out from uh, dangerous hands at the same time, we need to stop calling it gun control because we, because no one is trying to control those guns, you know. It's just common sense policies that govern the kind of gun that should be allowed for self-defense. Not all guns are self-defense. An assault weapon, a military-style weapon, a machine, machine guns are not required for self-defense. So we need to stop calling it gun control, rather call it more uh, requirement for background checks, Training, licensing, putting a, putting a number on each of these guns because there are a number of ghost guns that are out there, you know, where people uh, kind of assemble uh, these weapons. So you need to put a number on all these guns so that the trace. And if possible, this is what I'm thinking: that if a trigger is pulled from a weapon, you know, it should it should trigger some kind of uh, it should be a, it should be tracked. If there's a bullet fired from a weapon it must immediately be tracked by some kind of mechanism. I don't know what mechanism mechanism we can use, but it should be tracked that who who was shot by that one bullet because each of these bullets can take a life. And if it's possible, I have no idea because the way we have tracked, um, you know, uh, the way this pandemic was tracked, wherein, you know, if there's one person who was infected, maybe at a restaurant. Immediately, everybody in the restaurant was informed about, you know, that uh, about telling them that, you know, we had one guest who was infected and p- telling everyone there to get uh, tested. So maybe using that kind of technology, because each bullet that is shot by a weapon needs to have an instant report along with it if you sh- if you shoot someone immediately somewhere you know uh someone uh responsible maybe customer service or something is uh is informed about that shot and then there's an in- incident report created to find out who used that who shot it who shot that bullet and who was shot so that there's more accountability and self-defense is good. Of course, uh, you know, it is important to be able to uh, defend yourself, which is good. I mean, uh, and that right is good if you could use it. But I think assault weapons don't deserve to be in civil society. We're never going to use it. It's only going to use, be used for bloodshed. It's used in a war kind of situation. So, thoughts and, uh, so getting to the main point is thoughts and prayers is not going to get us a job without trying for a job. Thoughts and prayers is never going to, we're never going to pass that test with thoughts and prayers only. We need thoughts and prayers and we need preparations to be able to pass that test. So, same way, thoughts and prayers is not going to stop this continuous school shootings. It needs action. And I hope that there's a ban to. Military style weapons. That's all that I'm saying. The other types of guns, which help in self defense. Hey, man, let's keep it and let's stop calling it gun control. No one is trying to control those guns. All we are saying is common sense. That's all. So, um, but those uh, the, the sad stories coming out from Texas really heartbreaking. You know uh, that situation where a girl was uh, she she smeared herself with blood of her dead classmate so that, you know, and then acted dead so that the shooter would just think that she's dead. Heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. And then there was a kid who just screamed for help, just screamed out help. And then the shooter uh, heard that, shot that kid, less than 10 years old. So many heartbreaking stories coming, coming out from that. A mother who was handcuffed outside the school After the police, uh, after, you know, she was not allowed to get in. And then once her handcuffs were opened, uh, removed, she jumped through, uh, she jumped the school fence, ran inside and then sprinted out with her kids. She brought out her kids immediately. Heartbreaking stories coming out uh, from that Texas school shooting incident. And um, so that's all that I'm saying, you know. There is a need to do something. Thoughts and prayers is not going to help. Thoughts plus prayers plus action. And uh, you know we can learn from other countries. It's not that uh, you're just left to kind of uh, think about what what can what can we do, what what kind of action we can do. So many countries have successfully uh, done what they're supposed to do. There were many, like you know, for instance. Uh, in New Zealand, uh, in New Zealand, uh, after the shooting, the mosque, I think it was a mosque shooting, where 51 people died, I think it was Christchurch in New Zealand, uh, where the, the shooter used an AR-15 style weapon. In March 2019, after that incident where 51 people died in a mosque in Christchurch, New Zealand using an AR-15 style weapon, which is a military style weapon, New Zealand immediately banned all semi-automatic weapons. And there was a a months-long gun buyback and amnesty program that Prime Minister Jacinta Ardern led after that incident immediately. There was no delay, there was no discussions required because it was common sense. Uh, and then I believe uh, there's a five years of imprisonment for any, uh, you know, if, if they use the gun and break the law. Now, New Zealand has, uh, has taken the step by learning from Australia. Now, in Australia, when 35 people were killed with a semi-automatic uh, rifle, within two weeks in Australia, within two weeks of that incident, 650,000 assault weapons were brought back. From you know people who had owned it, there was an incident recorded. You know they banned semi-automatic rifles, or you know immediately after that incident when thirty-five people died. So New Zealand took, learned from what Australia did, because Australia was successful in doing that, uh, and um, and then recently now the incident that happened in Texas in the United States, looking at what happened. Justin Trudeau from Canada, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau from Canada on May 30th, 2022, he immediately took steps. He proposed a legislation that would put a national freeze on importing, buying or selling handguns. That was immediate. Every nation is learning from each other, looking at what's happening outside and then taking steps to bring about a change. So he removed uh, removal of uh, gun licenses from people involved in any kind of domestic violence or criminal harassment and w- was initiated in Canada. This is not an... Now, this, this was an incident that didn't happen in Canada. It happened in, in America, but Canada watched it and took action so that the same thing is not repeated because these were children that have died and not once many mass shootings, one after the other, Something must be done. Uh, So uh, we need to keep our eyes and ears open. That's all that I'm saying. We are one. No nation is special. No nation is the best. No one nation is the most powerful nation in the world. We're all the same. We live on this rock in space that's floating in space. We all live on that rock which we call Earth. No one nation is uh, special from the other. What special is the planet Earth? You know? She's the best. Planet Earth is the best. She's the most powerful planet on the, in the universe because she's, she, she's able to sustain life. Different forms of life, not only human beings. You have animals, birds, insects, mosquitoes, um, flies, Cockroaches, ants, fungus, algae, amoebas, viruses, bacteria, parasites—different forms of life on planet Earth. The, the person, the planet, the person who's special, who's the best, who's the most powerful is planet Earth. She's the best. She she has so many forms of life. Look at the other planets. They can't, they don't have life. Of course, aliens, I don't know. You and I can be a good alien ambassador. I was saying, I'm sure they have aliens, but they don't have human beings. They don't have different kinds of life like we have. So all I'm saying is something needs to be done, you know? And there are some some folks, you know, who come up with solutions saying, hey, we should arm teachers. We should give teachers guns so that they could fight, Mass shootings. How can teachers, what are we talking about? At this rate, you know, when the shooting happening in hospitals, uh, when shootings happen in hospitals and they say we need to, we need to give guns to nurses and doctors. If it happens in churches, we'll have to give guns to priests and nuns. If it happens in a grocery store, we'll have to give guns to uh, grocery personals or cashiers. It's a fugazi. It's a diversion. From the real issue. That's all that I'm saying. That's all that I'm saying, guys. Are you getting me or not? We need to bring about a change. We need to take action. Thoughts plus prayers plus action. That's what's that's what's gonna get us definitely to the right um, to the right solution. That's all that I'm saying. Right so um uh oh, okay since uh, that was uh, that was really um, heartbreaking i mean that that part of my episode today really heartbreaking of how that can really happen but just tra- changing uh tracks a little it's so good and so cool uh about um the us soccer team uh the top men's and women's player will have now agreed on the lan- on a landmark labor deal that uh, guarantee equal pay for all players. So if you're a man or a woman, you're going to get the same pay, which is fab. I think that's one of the best uh, uh, things about equal pay. And I, I know this kind of fight started... Uh, the women's team, the women's soccer team, which is a very well-known soccer team as compared to the men's U.S. soccer team, who no one knows about. At least I didn't know that the United States had a soccer team, um, a football team. I mean, the the hand football team, the soccer team. Okay, let's call it the soccer team. Um, I never really know the United States had a male, a men's soccer team. I, I just knew because the women are more famous. I think they won't won more matches. And in situations like these, when women, uh, the women's soccer team is more powerful and more well-known and more reputable and reputable, ah, reputable, ah, I can't pronounce words these days, man. Hey, what the fuck? Yeah. So what I was getting to is, um, uh, yeah. So what it's getting to is, I didn't know that the, there was a men's, uh, you you the u.s men's soccer team all i knew is the women's team They're pretty popular they won many matches and I, and because of that i never knew that there was a situation like you know men were paid more than women which is which is crazy for a situation like this so whether you are a man or woman uh you know um competing on in international matches in competition or and you are representing the United States, you get the same money now after this fight, after the win. And this is a huge accomplishment because uh, the U.S. Soccer Association has achieved this historic milestone, which is one of a kind. But the men's and women's team have the same contract and prize money equal economic term from now on. Uh, For example, in in 2015, women's World Cup uh, win, uh, they made about $2 million, while the men's World Cup made more than $5 million. So there's a difference of mi- $3 million uh, between men what men earn and what women earn. So I believe after this fight, they both get the same amount. Which is good because, uh, you know, as I was saying, like I've never heard of the men's team. And it's good to know that there's a U.S. men's soccer team. Um, so that's good, one way. Uh, the, the only thing I keep thinking of is, you know, and I, of course it's, it's the U.S. soccer team which is going to happen, but equal pay needs to, be, needs to happen in all other sports. And not only in the United States, but all other sports all around the world. Because as I always say, I look at everything from a global perspective. I don't look at one country, one nation. I can't look like that, you know, because we all are one. We live on that one planet, one rock in space, so I can't look at you know one country, but I think every sports played all around the world needs to have equal pay for men and women because, except for when I think about it, you know, for example, when I think about tennis, I'm saying, hey man, so uh, men's uh, the the men's team they play five sets in tennis, and uh, the women's team. They play three sets in tennis to win a match, so the rules are different. So there, there are many people who say, "Hey, you know, uh, men's team play five sets, women's team play three sets." So this equal pay debate doesn't stand here because you know the men have to play more. So, uh, uh, which which is crazy, I believe. You know the uh, the kind of uh, uh, the kind of discussion happening here that the number of sets. Then how about Having if that that's the issue, men can play just three sets. You know why do why do they have to play five sets? Because if you do, if you look at it, you know men get more time to really win a match. They have to they have to play five sets, so there's more time for you to win. You know when there's a longer match, as compared to the uh, as compared to women who play three sets and they have a shorter time. They have shorter time to really win a match. So if you look at it, I think. From my perspective, if I, if I look at it, I think men should also start playing three sets because it's, it's, the, it's a world of, you know, shorter games. For example, the two games that I watch is tennis and cricket. I don't watch any other game. I don't understand the rules of any other sports. This is the only sports that I've been watching. So, for instance, in cricket, uh, you know, there are 50 overs that were usually played. But now there's a lot of demand for... Uh, twenty over matches, which they call the twenty twenty matches, which is shot. You know, twenty overs and the match is over now. If for those people who don't know cricket, six balls is equal to one over. So if you play twenty overs, you have uh, twenty into six. That's one twenty balls in a in a whole game cricket game. So that's really short, as compared to having fifty overs. That's fifteen to six. That's three hundred balls. So today, you know, there's a there's a appetite for shorter matches, for shorter games, as compared to longer games. Uh, for instance, cricket. If you, there are twenty overs, people love watching those games. Like I love watching a twenty over cricket overs cricket game, as compared to fifty overs, which is really long. You know, you have to stay in the game for such a longer time. So I would say that tennis. How about making Men played three sets and then having this equal pay for both men and women, no matter what. Because I think every sport all around the world, whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, you need to get the same pay because it's the same game. The rules are the same. Everything is the same. Why are women paid less? It's crazy. So hats off to the, the United States women's Soccer team, hey man, you know, they started, I think, this fight in 2016 so that you know they fought for equal pay, they finally got it uh, this year, which is really fab. Uh, So, I hope this is kind of repeated all around the world um, and everyone gets that because longer sets, you know, uh, for men is not required because longer sets give men more time to win a match as compared to in a shorter time. So, I don't know what rules apply. And either sports, either sports, because I don't watch them. The bottom line is, men and women must be paid equal for the same work. You know, that's that's the bottom line to everything. And since we're talking about sports, I was just wondering. There's uh, uh, this. Is, uh, I'm still wondering and asking this question. I'm not really sure. I I don't know the science behind it. But whether it's okay for transgender women athletes to compete in all women's sports, because it's happening today, you know, there are a number of transgender women who are competing, and many, some of them are winning these uh, matches. So is that okay? Because when I look at it, you know, if if the, if these if these sports are related to golf, chess, car racing, where the sports person, the man, the man or the woman. Or a transgender athlete is playing is basically using an instrument, or using a mind, uh, using their mind to be able to play the sport, which is fine. You know, I totally agree with that kind of mindset where using your mind, you're using a machine, like a a car racing, using a car, maybe any other. You know, uh, in golf, you're using, you know, you're using golf ball and you're standing in one place and you are kind of hitting the ball. I do not play golf, so I have no idea, but it doesn't require. A lot of stamina to be able to play the game. That's all that I know. And uh, if you're playing chess, you've got to use your mind. So in sports like that, uh, I think uh, there is no difference. You know whether you have a transgender woman playing a women in women's sports. It's absolutely fine. My only question. I'm kind of wondering, and you know, I'm wondering, and I'm all, I'm always kind of kind of thinking whether it's okay. For transgender women to play in sports like swimming, racing, biking, running, really. Uh, because, uh, because these kind of sports require a lot of uh, stamina. And uh, if you look at uh, transgender women, you know, as they grew up like, uh, they grew up with larger bodies, bone structure, lung function, which is different from, you know, women. Of course, I've heard that, the you know, there's a lot of hormone therapy f- uh, that they they have to undergo to reduce testosterone level for at least a year. And that's a regulation, that's a rule put up by the sports authorities for them to be able to participate in women's sports, which is fine. I absolutely get it. And I, I'm still not saying that it's wrong for them to play. I have no idea. I'm still trying to study this because I really do not know the science behind it. The only fact that is in my head is... Uh, that is it, it, It does it really, you know, reduce it and uh, to be, you know, to, to make them equal, their whole body structure, their body size, their bone structure, their lung function, equal to, you know, the average women. That's all that I'm asking. So there's a lot of science behind that and maybe I have to do a little study to be able to understand the whole thing. Uh, but I, I understand if they you know if uh, transgender women are playing in sports like golf in, in the women's sports like golf, chess, car racing or using any kind of instruments to play a, to play a particular sport, welcome, you know I mean it's absolutely okay. but in places where uh, you use a lot of stamina um, like running, swimming, uh, racing, any, those kind of sports, there's a difference. Because um, in school, uh, I'm not saying I'm a national athlete or something, but in school is to participate in a lot of running events, like, you know, 100 meters, 400 meters, relay, etc. And um, uh, it's it's different because, you know, a number of times I used to practice with uh, with my, uh, my guy friends and um, it, it's different when you run with them. I mean, they're definitely going to win because uh, the stamina level is different between men and women. So I'm I'm still trying to understand, I have no idea what's right. And one more thing I also understand is that we cannot discriminate against transgender women to play. They have to play the sports. We can't keep them out. So uh, if you have an answer to this, if you know the science behind it, please educate me. I would love to learn because right now'm I'm, I'm still pondering over that uh, I have no uh, you know real answer to it uh, uh so you know as I was telling you I just watch two sports I just understand uh I just understand tennis I watch that because I love I, I love watching it I watch cricket because I understand it and American football what the hell I don't understand that game at all. You know where you call something football and you play with your hands the entire match. I don't understand the rules of that game. I even in this uh, the Super Bowl. I believe it's the Super Bowl that is played every year in the American football. I don't know. Like I I I, enjoy, I only love the halftime. That's all that I watch. You know. Uh, Like, I loved the the 2022 halftime. You know, you had Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary Blige, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar and 50 Cent. That performance was nostalgic, you know. You really went back in time. Like, wow. Like, this is the best. But the game, hey, man, I didn't even know who were the two final players, uh, the teams that were playing. I have no idea. I don't understand that game at all. Um because I have zero interest. And I always say, you know, be interesting. Be interesting. If you want attention, at least from me, and um, I pay zero attention to anything that I'm not interested in. I can't. It's, it's just, I can't focus. There's no way that I can focus. But I just want to tell you one thing. I've never told this to anyone that I once auditioned Like in sports. I'm not, I'm not sports a sports fanatic. I just watch two sports. Like I watch tennis and I watch cricket. But I once auditioned as a kid. I was a teenager. I once auditioned for a cricket commentator search. It was a hunt. Um, it was a hunt in Bombay. Uh, and uh, so I auditioned for that cricket commentator commentator hunt which happened in Bombay. It was called the Harshaki Coach. I don't know if anyone out there really knows about it. It's called Harshaki Coach and I would have never done it today. Like if today you tell me go for an audition and go for this hunt where you could become a cricket commentator, hey man, I, I would never do it. But you know when you're young, you do some crazy things. I went auditioned for it. I know what I was thinking, like, you know, it was it was crazy. Uh, so I had to go for these rounds and there were uh, so, and uh, like, you know, I, I can't, I was not, I, I know the rules in cricket, but I just don't know every rule in cricket, like the technicalities of the match. I can watch cricket and I can understand it. I know what always balls, basic, basic uh, mathematics of a game, But the technicalities, that's something that, you know, I'm not well versed with. But I gave it a shot. I said, hey, man, let's go. But uh, uh, to my surprise, I passed almost two rounds, I think, uh, two major rounds at the beginning where, you know, there there were huge crowds that came for that hunt. Crazy. I'm stupid. But I went. And, um, you know, great cricketers like Wasim Akram, I think they were retired at that time. Ravi Shastri uh, they were there and, uh, they were, they were the, uh, they were, what do you call them? The judges, you know, they were judging people. So I passed two, two major rounds in that hunt to become a cricket commentator. And, uh, then there was this final third round. I hate saying this, you know, I never, I never shared this with anybody. I used to do crazy things as a teenager. So, um, so then uh, there was this third round uh, that I had to go to. So they shortlisted many candidates. And then finally, you know, there were a few candidates that were brought. I don't know how many were, how many total. But I, I got to the third round. And then there was a fourth round where the finalist was uh, chosen. So in the third round, uh, uh, they, you know, they made us go on stage. And they put a huge kind of, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? a TV, a huge TV, or, or the screen, a screen or something. And uh, so then uh, Vaseem Akram and Ravi Shastri, very well-known uh, cricketers, um, they were on stage. And there was another actress, I believe, uh, who was who was also one of the, th- there were three judges. She, she was one, I can't remember, name. Perizad or something. So, um, so they put up uh, a cricket kind of scene on that, on that, television set and they they told me uh okay now uh give a live commentary as a commentator of what's happening <laughs> and I was like oh shit I can't do this you know so i passed all the rounds of you know speaking communications uh, the first two rounds with that I think the you know the uh the voice modulation all that I, I think I passed that because of that but the third round uh, I couldn't run with uh the live shot It was so difficult, like, you know, uh, but I tried my best. I kind of did something with a lot of goof ups. I tried it, did it, but, uh, but it was great. It was, you know, it was a good confidence booster. Um, and of course I I didn't, I didn't get through that round, but it was a good confidence booster. But, But if you ask me, I would never do it today. Never, ever do it. But it was good fun. You know, I got to meet those cricketers, um, and, um, so you always learn something in life. You know, that's all that I'm saying. It was, it was good. It was really nice. Uh, I never shared that with anybody, guys. I'm doing that on, uh, on my podcast, you know. You guys are special. <laughs> and I'm just a nobody. You guys are special. And I'm just a nobody. Okay, since, uh, since we're talking about, uh, let me just wind up with, yeah, I just want to talk about one last thing. Uh, you know, uh, since we are here and I have some more time. I always look at the time because I don't want to bore you guys. So, um, you know, uh, I always talk about George Carlin. And, you know, I'm a big big comedy fan. I love many comedians. I follow them. And uh, I watch a lot of comedy because, uh, you know, uh, not only to laugh, but I learned a lot from comedians. It's very strange. People... People find it very weird when I tell them that. But hey, man, I've learned a lot from comedians because uh, I love the way they touch upon different topics like culture, politics, religion, race, society. Uh, and those, you know, my podcast is all about culture and society. I talk about that a lot. And, um, and I like, I love the way comedians, you know, Talk about these important topics in a very funny way, and that's why I love them. So, uh, yeah, that apart, you know, I talk a lot about George Carlin, and I believe uh, Judd Apatow, if I pronounced his name correctly, he has a two-part documentary on George Carlin called "The American Dream," and I haven't watched, uh, haven't watched it yet, but I'm really waiting because I don't have. I think it's uh, it's released on HBO. And I don't have this HBO subscription. I hope I wish it was on Netflix, but I want to desperately watch it. Hope it. Hopefully, uh, I'll do it very soon. But uh, George Carlin's not new to me. I know his. Uh, you know, I've watched so much of his comedy. I feel. I just feel he's so intelligent. He's so relevant. Like the guy, he died in. I think I mentioned this in my previous episodes. I don't really remember what I speak. What I've spoken before but this is new this is new that the uh is the american dream which is a two part documentary was released on may 20th this year 2022 and i want to watch it and i want to bring this topic up you know like i always say i never i never knew george carlin while he was alive i started watching him five or six years back because um i just found him and i said hey you know it kind of i was just kind of checking out comedians and um he just popped up and I watched one to two of his bits and I got mad. I was I was in love with this guy because he spoke his mind. He's very intelligent, a philosopher, very relevant. So uh, so I, I'm really happy that Judd Apatow has come up with this uh, American Dream uh, documentary, which I want to definitely watch. Um, but I want to touch about how, uh, you know, everyone's talking about abortion in the United States about how there's going to be a rule, probably uh, a statement where abortion is going to be illegal, you know, in many of the states in the United States. And um, this, you know, immediately I I check it out to see what George Carlin had to say. And yes, George Carlin had an abortion bit um, on YouTube uh, where, you know, he talks a lot about it, which I'm going to play a little bit. But all that I'm saying is, you know... uh, uh, that this this rule of uh, banning abortion because, uh, because of religion. Um, I hope many people understood that the United States or America is not 100% Christian or it's not 100% Roman Catholic. There are many people from different faiths. And so imposing one religion over other people who don't belong to the religion, I think it's something, you know, it just doesn't make sense. That's all that I'm saying. I'm not saying whether abortion is right or whether abortion is wrong or whatever it is. You know, my point of view is mine. It's what I think. But you can't take away what other people should do because of your faith. You believe in one religion. That religion says abortion is, is a sin. Fine. Good. You got to follow it. It's your religion. It's your faith. But imposing your faith on somebody else who is not a Catholic, who's not a, who's not a Christian, is, belongs to another faith or no faith at all, is completely wrong. That's all that I'm saying, you know? So that's one thing. And then um, the, the, the second part of what I think about this whole abortion debate is uh, is a woman. Who gives birth to a child and her life is in danger. If a woman is giving birth to a child and at the last moment she comes to know that her life is in danger, the woman's life is more important than the unborn child at that point in time. And that point in time, her life is more important. It takes precedence It has to be saved over the child, the unborn child's life. And that time, if the child's life has to go, it has to go. But the woman who has been there for so long, who has lived her life, it's more important. Mother's life is more important than the unborn child. And if her life is going to be danger giving birth, no. The unborn child is not important. That's all that I'm thinking about. The woman's life is important. She must be saved over the baby, the decision has to be made in that, that, that sort. So these two things, I feel. Imposing someone's, your religion on someone else, completely wrong. You believe that abortion is illegal. Well, it is illegal. Don't do it. But don't impose your religion, faith, rules on someone else's who doesn't, who's not even a Catholic and not even a Roman Catholic or not even a Christian. And second a mother's life is more important than the unborn child and when the mother uh, the there's, there's going to be complications and even her death during birth then i think we need to save the mother her life is more important and that in those cases abortion should be okay so you cannot have blanket ban on abortion that's not okay there are situations of women's life and health. So um, so that's what I think about it. I don't know. See, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on these topics. I'm not an expert. I just have a kind of a thinking and that's all that I'm getting out. My thoughts. I'm not an expert. So uh, yeah, so I was talking about this bit of George Carlin where he talks about abortion and now I was, uh, I just kind of went back to check When did he say this? And this was in 1996, like 26 years back when he was so relevant today, like in 2022, 26 years back, he talked about this. And I want to play it right now. There are two, there's there's this huge eight minute bit, but I'm going to play, I'm going to play uh, bits of that entire abortion bit. You can check the whole, uh, whole kind of uh, set on, uh, on YouTube. Um so let's let me just play it so that you can listen to it and um it's it's fab, you know. I mean this guy's a genius. Say whatever you want. He's he's really a genius. So here it goes.
1: Well let's get back to this abortion shit. Now is a fetus a human being? This seems to be the central question. Well, if a fetus is a human being, how come the census doesn't count them? If a fetus is a human being, how come when there's a miscarriage they don't have a funeral? If a fetus is a human being, how come people say we have two children and one on the way, instead of saying we have three children? People say life begins at conception. I say life began about a billion years ago, and it's a continuous process. Continuous just keeps rolling along. Rolling, rolling, rolling along. I said, you know something? Listen, you can go back further than that. What about the carbon atoms? Huh? Human life could not exist without carbon. So is it just?
0: I love the way he says eh? He does it a lot, you know. I've watched a lot of George Carlin, and he does eh? I mean, fantastic. I love that. I'm going to copy that. I'm going to copy it that next time whenever I do my, uh, you know, uh, my podcast episodes or whatever. Whenever I'm talking to people,
1: you goes. I'm just
0: uh, playing it back.
1: Is possible that maybe we shouldn't be burning all this coal? <laughs> Just looking for a little consistency here in these anti-abortion arguments. See, the really hardcore people will tell you life begins at fertilization. Fertilization when the sperm fertilizes the egg, which is usually a few moments after the man says, gee, honey, I was going to pull out, but the phone rang and it startled me. <laughs> uh,
0: that's so true. Okay, now this is another part. Uh, there's this whole set of about nine minutes. I'm just playing two parts, uh which I feel is very relevant. You can check the entire set of George Collins' bit on abortion on YouTube. It's all available there. Here it goes,
1: second part. Self-serving man-made bullshit story. It's one of these things we tell ourselves so we'll feel noble. Life is sacred, makes you feel noble. Well, let me ask you this. If everything that ever lived is dead and everything alive is gonna die, where does the sacred part come in? I'm having trouble with that. Because I mean, even with this stuff we preach about the sanctity of life, we don't practice it. We don't practice it. Look at what we kill. Mosquitoes and flies, cause they're pests. (laughs) Lions and tigers, cause it's fun. (laughs) Chickens and pigs, cause we're hungry. (laughs) Pheasants and quails, cause it's fun, and we're hungry. (laughs) And people, we kill people, cause they're pests. It's fun. And you might have noticed something else. The sanctity of life doesn't seem to apply to cancer cells, does it? You rarely see a bumper sticker that says, Save the tumors. Or I break for advanced melanoma. Ah, viruses, mold, mildew, maggots, fungus, weeds, E. coli bacteria, the crabs... Nothing sacred about those things. So at best, the sanctity of life is kind of a selective thing. We get to choose which forms of life we feel are sacred, and we get to kill the rest. Pretty neat deal, huh? You know how we got it? We made the whole fucking thing up. Made it up the same way. Thank you.
0: Dude. I love that. I love the way he does. Like, you know, it's like. Lovely. This guy is brilliant, man. George Carlin is the guy. Um, if you've not watched George Carlin, uh, I'm telling you, you gotta uh you you just watch two to three sets of his and you'll fall in love with this guy. That's how I fell in love because I don't like anyone telling me, Hey, check this comedian or check this person, you know, check I I find my own people. Like uh, if I come across a set and I like that person. You know, I'll just go maybe follow them or maybe uh, listen to it back to back to them, you know, kind of go on YouTube or check them out on Netflix or whatever. I'll do my own research. I like finding my people, you know? I don't like anyone recommending me to watch this comedian or listen to this comedian or any, if it's a movie or whatever. I like finding it. I like liking it and then going and seeing it. So, uh, So I don't want to tell you to check out George Carlin. All I'm saying is, give him a shot. This guy is great. Uh, He's brilliant. Um, So right. So uh, I think uh, I'm running out of time. I've gone uh, beyond an hour. uh, And I shouldn't be doing that. It's too long. Uh, I shouldn't be talking so much because I'm just a nobody, as I always say. But I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening uh, to my podcast. Uh, You know, as I always say, it's not really easy to really hit the play button to anyone's podcast if if uh, you don't feel like it so you know as I always say be inter- interesting and maybe you know uh uh you have my attention otherwise forget about it so you know so for all you people who are listening to it for the first time thanks guys for uh for kind of checking me out and uh, to all those guys who keep listening to every episode of mine i really love you i really thank you for doing that because um I really appreciate it, hey man. You know, you can't just give you an hour, hours time. First and foremost, time is running; it's flying. It's the, the the earth spinning. I don't know whether it's spinning fast or what, but it's just flying. I don't know. And then you give an hour to listen to my podcast, a just nobody podcast by who this who who is this woman Merle class? I've never heard of her. Like if you do that, hey man, thanks a lot. Um. Uh, yeah so thanks thanks so much for that and uh don't forget if you want to write to me at uh you can just you can write to me at just nobody podcast at that's my email address you can of course dm me at m-e-a-r-l-c-o-l-a-c-o that's my twitter handle and uh that's all i just want to leave you with the song night changes from the real singers because i've i sang it for y'all guys earlier but here it is let me just play this as my outro and uh then we uh, I'll be on the other side, Hey, man, I hate when this happens. you know you you just everything gets stuck. I hate this when this happens. Hey, man, what the? Okay Here you go you're so fast
1: tonight yeah that's
0: that's the uh, that's the end of that song and you know as I always said, the best compliment that someone can give me is, uh, times have changed. Everything has changed. But hey, Merle, you're the same. I love that compliment. You know, you've not changed that much. I love that compliment. It's my favorite compliment. Someone gives that to me. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it uh, that you really, you know, listening because I can, I can actually see that happening. So thank you so much. Uh, until next time, baby. Uh, bye, 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 bye. Bye.